Hello, and welcome to the Super Rainwave Podcast. I'm Matt. And this is Tom. Uh, this is the podcast where we bring you uh, video game music, both originals and remixes. Um, and how are you doing today, Nat? I'm doing pretty well. I've been uh, kind of under the weather the last month and a half, but I'm bouncing back pretty well. Good, good. Yeah, and I've been really busy. I've job applications, and I'm currently working on my dissertation, so it's been busy, and that's between those two things, uh, a large part of why this uh, episode is a little late. I don't think we've updated in about a month and a half. Uh, yeah, sounds like a pretty uh, heavy month you've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, sorry it's been a while, but uh, we'll try to, it's going to be keep being busy, but we'll uh, try to update when we can. Um... Anyway, uh, if you want to check us out online, you can check out our website, which is podcast.rainwave.cc. Um, we're on iTunes, if you want to subscribe through iTunes. Um, or if you want, you can shoot us an email at podcast.rainwave.cc. Um, anything else before we get today's, to today's music? No, I think that pretty well covers it. Great. So I think... Uh, this episode, uh, number 15, we're going back to the uh, Originals plus Remix uh, idea. So we'll be playing a little different format than usual. Um, similar, we, we did this in episode 5, and probably we'll do every 10 episodes on the 5s. Um, and so in these episodes, we play a song from an original soundtrack, and then immediately follow it with a remix or an arrangement um, of the same song. So, um, I'm going to start things off today. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a, an original from Super Mario Kart. Um, this was composed by Soya Oka uh, for the Super Nintendo. Um, and this is going to be the main theme. Um, and then for the remix, I'm actually using a track that's also on a soundtrack. Um, this is from the recent Mario Kart 8 soundtrack. Uh, the title screen theme from Mario Kart 8 actually uh, has a bunch of original content and then uh, goes back and remixes the Super Mario Kart main theme. Um, Mario Kart 8 was composed by Shuho Fuji, uh, Atsuko Asahi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Yasuaki Iwata, uh, and obviously for the Wii U. Um, so th this is going to be the main theme from Mario uh, Super Mario Kart, followed by the title screen from Mario Kart 8. Thank you. 
Welcome back. That last track was the title screen from Mario Kart 8, composed by Shiho Fuji, uh, Atsuko Asahi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Yasuaki Iwata. Um, just sort of that B section of that track is, is a remix of the main theme from Super Mario Kart, which we heard before that, uh, composed by Soyo Oka for, or the uh, Super Nintendo. Um, so I, I've always been a big fan of the Mario Kart series. Um, haven't actually been able to play them much since maybe the GameCube, uh, but the, I, I've still listened to their music, and uh, definitely Mario Kart 8 has the best soundtrack, uh, maybe since the 64, or maybe, maybe of any Mario Kart uh, game. So I was really excited to hear the soundtrack. Um, lots of live instrumentation, a lot of very funky and jazzy tracks. Um, and it's it's great. Yeah, the vibe on the song is incredible. I mean, uh, Nintendo, especially for their spin-off games until pretty recently, they sort of wrote this cheesy music. Like, they were good at it, but they used the same type of sound fonts all the time. It was sort of insubstantial, and so I wasn't really expecting uh, such, uh, such energy from the title theme here. Right, totally. Yeah, yeah. And so right now we're hearing the part that's the remix, is the, the B section. Um, and so it's, I, it's sort of cheating because only like part of this track is really the remix, but I, I just really needed to play some Mario Kart 8, so this was a way to <laughs> sneak it in there. Um, it's yeah, just yeah. so much fun. I mean, uh, those, those trading fills that go on throughout and that really active bass line, right. it's... Uh, have, they, have these guys done anything else lately? Because I haven't heard of them doing Nintendo music for the most part. No, not that I know of. Uh, yeah, these these guys, I don't know anything about these composers. Um, and I assume there's so many live instruments here. I assume that some of the um, instrumentalists are not these these guys I listed as the composers. But it's just right. so cool to to have those, those live saxophones, the live guitar and bass. Um, it's... It's awesome. I don't really want to stop it, but I guess we should move on. Yeah, it's time to move on. That sax. Yeah. Alright. Um, next up, we're going to go to something just a little bit different. Um, I'm going to start things out with a track from A Link to the Past. Uh, obviously, Super Nintendo Zelda game, you all know it, Koji Kondo. I'm going to play the Dark World music which plays during the latter part of a game in the overworld. And then we're going to switch over and hear a very new OC Remix track by DJ Pretzel called Dark Storm. This is uh, OC Remix number 3000. Very exciting. Very exciting. And actually, they've been around so long, I was kind of surprised when they hit that landmark. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a pretty big deal. That's a lot of remixes. Um... Anyway, I don't usually keep up with the uh, OC Remix uh, singles that they release, but uh, I heard about this one, and I heard about Concept, and I just had to hear it. Um, Pretzel does just an amazing job of taking the source material and turning it into something totally unique, um, paying tribute to uh, classic band The Doors. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into this, and then come back and sort of talk about where he's coming from with this. Starting things off with Koji Kondo's Dark World. 
You just heard Dark World by Koji Kondo from uh, Legend of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, followed that up with DJ Pretzel's new remix, Dark Storm, from OC Remix. I was so excited when I saw this because uh, The Doors are just a fantastic band, and Riders on the Storm, which was the inspiration for this song, is one of my favorite songs of theirs. And throughout the entire track, uh, Pretzel does just an amazing job of 
getting the feel of Fedora's sound. I mean, that piano is totally uh, Manzarek's sound. The whole thing really feels authentic, which I was very impressed by. And the source material you hear throughout in what I think is pretty creative ways. He doesn't do a straight cover, he mixes in a lot of his own sound, but it really permeates throughout with original melodies. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, he, he tweaks a lot of the rhythms and um, messes with some of the, uh, the way things flow, and it, it does a really nice job of adopting the Dory's sound. Um, especially, he's, he's taking such a well-known piece, Dark World is obviously one of the most uh, iconic pieces in video game history, and uh, the Doors are iconic in themselves, and that combination, he does a really good job of not, like, letting that get out of control and, and keeping it controlled and, and within those styles to, to create a great remix. Yeah. The other thing about this that I'm sort of surprised by is how it... All the instruments sound really warm. It sounds like something off of a 60s psychedelic record. Mm, yeah. And a lot of guys, they do remixes that are sort of based on that sound, but it doesn't really quite hit the mark. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to also talk about, um, since this is our chance to talk about the Dark World theme itself, um, I was noticing, I, I really like how the Dark World theme is sort of uh, a march, like the, the drums are, are playing sort of a much march style um, for, for most of the track, but then sort of uh, the end of the track, the B section, it sort of mixes it up and um, throws in some syncopation in the drums, and, and I, I really like how uh, that takes a track that sounds sort of militaristic and sort of straightforward, but, but makes it uh, a lot more interesting. Um, That's a really but, interesting point. I mean, the song originally, it almost has sort of this conflicted feel, like you have the lower uh, rhythmic strings at the beginning, and then that high violin-like instrument cuts through and sort of provides that hopeful overworld sound that Kondo was wanting the player to feel. Totally, yeah, it, it, it's a great combination of feeling hopeful and also feeling sort of dark and scary. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, I think that's why that track has uh, stood the test of time, is that it, it really tugs at those different emotions uh, in a great way and really fits in with, with the part of the game it's in. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Alright, great. Um, so I'm going to go to uh, some more music. Uh, my next track is going to be the first track we ever play from the Metroid series, uh, which is actually a bit surprising um, that we've made it 15 episodes in with no Metroid. Um, this is actually going to be from one of the lesser-known uh, soundtracks from the series, uh, Metroid 2 The Return of Samus uh, from the Game Boy. This was originally composed by Ryoji Yoshitomi, um, and most of the soundtrack is super ambient, and I mean, that's not too surprising for a Metroid game, um, but a lot of it isn't that listenable. Um, but like a lot of the other Metroid titles, the ending theme um, really has a nice melody and is, is really enjoyable to listen to. Uh, so this is going to be the ending theme, um, and it's going to be followed by a remix of that ending theme uh, by Big Giant Circles off of, uh, this is from OC Remix, and uh, 
That track is called Anthem of a Metroid Hunter.
Welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That was uh, the ending music from Metroid 2 Return of Samus and its remix, Anthem of Metroid Hunter, uh, remixed by Big Giant Circles. The original one was composed by Ryoji Yoshitomi, uh, and that's for the Game Boy. Um, so I, I've always liked both the original and this remix. Um, I think they both sort of have uh, an uplifting and celebratory feeling to them um, that I think contrasts the, the mood of the games of the Metroid series quite well. Um, and I also sort of like that, I, I mean, I guess it's pretty common for ending music, but I like that the ending music from the original doesn't loop at all. Um, it's just, it, it sort of has that build and the direction that a lot of times you don't get in video game music, That because obviously video game music has to loop. Um, and so it's, it's always fun to, to listen to those ending tracks that have a direction and, and get to a, a, an ending point. Um, and I think the, uh, the remix does a good job of, of mirroring that structure. Yeah, that's an interesting point you brought up. Um, in games, there's, there are very few contexts in which you can write music that's a set song with a beginning and an end. Um, ending music is one of them, sometimes title themes, sometimes... Mm -hmm. um, event music if there's like a set cutscene or something sure yeah yeah but it's yeah. not super common right it's often yeah it's either cutscenes or, or endings or credits or things like that that can have a specific length and uh don't need to loop correctly and things like that um yeah so so for this remix itself it, it's an older remix this is from 2004 um, but I think it, it actually holds up quite well, even though it's 10 years old at this point. Um, it's, it actually remixes uh, the a second song, Escape, um, which comes right before ending uh, in the game. Um, and that's the beginning part of, of the remix. Um, but I, I like how those songs are combined and, and the melodies are combined to make sort of a, a slow, a long, slow build that... Uh, really gives you the feel of, of uh, finish and, and having a final uh, say at the end of, at the end of the game. Yeah, the remix is it's very even, I guess. Like it, it builds up and the melody has sort of this triumphant energy later on. And I love when he brings in this string sound uh, right. sort of to contrast the electronica vibe. But totally. it's, um, I like that it's just very steady. It doesn't try to become really grandiose. Sure, sure. Um, All right, so there's our Metroid for the day. Honestly, I forgot there was music in Metroid too. so... I know. <laughs> yep, the, the rest of the soundtrack is pretty much just uh, ambient. Kind of interesting, though, you know, ambient music from a Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's move on. Uh, another classic game, uh, Final Fantasy II, uh, Nobu Yamatsu. Um, I don't think there's really much to introduce about this soundtrack. Everyone's heard it. You mean uh, there's Final Fantasy II Japan, right? Oh, yes. Uh, Great. Just wanted to clarify. To um, Japan, the Famicom game. Yep. Not to be confused with To America, which was 4, which was a Super Nintendo game which has since been re-released as 4 in America. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, becoming more common to refer to 
the the Japanese numbering, but I just wanted to double check. Um, in any case, I'm gonna play Battle Scene One, um, main battle music from Final Fantasy Two. Then I'm gonna follow that up with an arrangement from uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy. This is a PSP game from a few years ago, Final Fantasy fighting game. I've never played it, but the soundtrack is nothing but arrangements of battle music. Hmm. Um, and that arrangement is going to be uh, Battle Scene 1 arranged by Takeharu Ishimoto. Um, let's just get right into the music and then we'll talk about it later.
Alright, again, that was uh, Battle Scene 1 from Final Fantasy II Japan, composed by Nobuyamatsu, and now you're hearing uh, Battle Scene 1 Arrange from the game Dissidia Final Fantasy. This arrangement was written by Takeharu Ishimoto. Um, I picked this because I knew that in an episode like this we were going to get a lot of rock and a lot of really contemporary music, and Final Fantasy Battle themes always come out in arrangements as being huge dramatic rock songs. And I thought it was so cool that Ishimoto takes this and he makes it a chamber orchestra piece. And it's very minimal, uh, it's very sort of restrained, and it captures uh, the composition in a really, I think, effective way. Totally. I'm so glad you played this because it's it's definitely unexpected. Um, and, and it's really good too. Like. It's, but I totally, when, when you said you were going to play a, a Final Fantasy battle arrangement, I was totally expected soaring guitars and really heavy stuff. And um, But I, I actually really love how sort of small and intimate this is and how, uh, how the, I love the piano bass, how that's used as like the, uh, those bass notes that are used at the beginning of every Final Fantasy battle theme. Um, that you know, like it just does a really good job of, of taking that from the NES and and transferring it to to the piano. Yeah, that's the other thing that's really cool about this is that um, a lot of arrangements, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're sort of. Arrangers and remixers don't like to leave dead space. They don't like to bring things down. They mm. want to... If they are remixing a short song, they'll embellish it and they'll add their own melodies. And what he does here, there's this long breakdown where it's just that piano doing those bass notes, and it's it gets really atmospheric. 
Mm, totally. And that's something I just wouldn't have expected. Yeah, especially in a fighting game. Like, you don't expect this type of small orchestral arrangement in a fighting game. That's, that's the that's... other thing. Uh, the soundtrack, like I said, mostly is just arrangements of old Final Fantasy fight themes, and a lot of them are electronic or rock music, and this is so out of left field. Right, Especially, right. um, Ishimoto has a pretty interesting catalog. He's done some work on games like um, Crisis Core, the other Final Fantasy VII game, uh, but he's also done The World Ends With You, which is so, so distant from this. Mm, yeah. So I was expecting, like, some some kind of J-pop type thing when I saw he was working on this game. Yeah, did he do the entire soundtrack? Uh, which one? For, uh, for this, for, uh, the... Dissidia? Um, most of it. There are some arrangements from others, but he did the bulk of the work. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Well, um, I'm going to now take us to one of our favorite, uh composers slash remixers on this show. I don't want to speak for you, Nat, but uh, there's going to be Jake Kaufman, or Vert, uh, definitely one of my favorite composers. Um, And at least, especially if you include only Western composers, uh, way up there. Um, He recently did the soundtrack to the new game Shovel Knight, um, which was released for the PC and uh, downloads for consoles. Every console. Um, Every console, yeah. And this game um, is is awesome because it takes inspiration from older platformers, from the NES platformers like Mega Man and Castlevania. Um, and so Jake Hoffman did the soundtrack in that style. He did, I think he used the uh, VCR6 sound chip, um, which is a sound chip that was used in the uh, a few games on the NES, um, most I think mostly for Famicom actually. Um, so like Castlevania Three, I think had it. Yeah. Um, uh, VRC Six was for the most part a Konami-based chip for a handful of Konami games on the Famicom. Yeah, yeah. So so used that chip. I think uh, just used like a, a modern tracker, like Famer Tracker, but then made sure that all the songs sort of conformed to that uh, that sound chip. So that's really cool because. Um, it, it's it's really sticking to that that original chiptune sound. So anyway, uh, let's talk about it more after we hear it. Um, I'm going to be playing the Defender, which is the Black Knight battle. Um, and then the uh, right when the soundtrack was released, he also released a an arrangement album um, called uh, Strike the Earth Shovel Knight Arranged. Um, and so this is going to be a remix by Jeff Ball called uh, Rough and Tumble. So uh, again, there's going to be the original The Defender followed by Rough and Tumble.
All right, welcome back. That was Rough and Tumble, a uh, remix by Jeff Ball of the song uh, The Defender from Shovel Knight, originally composed by Jake Kaufman, who goes by Vert. Um, I really like uh, this whole soundtrack and, and the arrangements. There's a lot of good arrangements on this arrangements album. Um, I picked this one because I thought that the arrangement did a good job of taking the, the chiptune original and, and doing different things with it. It, it. It's interesting that this arrangement is basically just violin, piano, bass, drums, and an occasional organ. Um, and even though it's that few instruments, it has a really full sound. It's always doing something. It's all over the place and energetic. Um, and it definitely feels like it, it meets the energies uh, from the original. Yeah. Um... I'm kind of surprised that it has this kind of energy with just that lineup. Um, the drums play a really active role here, which fits because Vert wrote incredibly percussive music for Shovel Knight. Mm, yeah. And yeah. then the violin fills the square wave role surprisingly well. Right, right. Yeah, you got those five voices filling in for the five voices on the NES, and uh... Well, I think it's more than five with that chip. That's true, with the uh, VRC6 chip, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the soundtrack um, it's it's interesting because it, it takes ideas from modern chiptune com composition, um, and, but then he builds those ideas on top of very old school melodies. Um, I think the the melodies in the soundtrack definitely remind me of of NES era um, Japanese composer melodies that have. Uh, some repetition and aren't, aren't don't have too long of loops, but but have really nice melodies that that just sound so old school and so like NES. Um, and I think that really is what what's made this soundtrack and what a lot of people like in this soundtrack. Yeah, I think the main melodies, like this song, the Defender, it sounds just like an old boss theme would, you know, from a Mega Man game or something. Right, exactly. But exactly. the way he's writing it, he's really abusing the modern technology to expand it and make it something more than he could have in 1990. Right. Um, there's a great quote. Um, the site Gamasutra, really interesting site if you haven't been there. It's a game industry thing where developers and people in the business talk about their work. Um, they did a piece on Shovel Knight when it came out, and they mentioned that Vert says soundtrack, when compiled into machine code, would fit into the 6 megabit Kirby's Adventure cartridge, but only if graphics and gameplay code are removed first. <laughs> I love that. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, this soundtrack is, is all over the place and definitely has a lot of that modern ch chiptune inspiration, but then has the the old chiptune sensibilities. Um, so it's a it's a really nice crossover, and um, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten to play this game yet, but I, I hope to. It definitely uh, feels like a great uh, love letter to those those old NES games. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet either, but I feel like it's one of those games where eventually everyone's going to play it because it's right. it's been such a big deal. Right. Let's see. I think that takes us to our last set of songs. So I think we're going to play the original and then uh, talk a little bit, close up the show, and then play the remix. Is that right? 
Sounds great to me, yeah. All right. So we're going to um, one of my favorite games. I grew up with this game, played it countless times. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the best beat-em-up of that era, but it's certainly my favorite. It's also probably the best designed Turtles game in terms of not being brutally hard. And um, also one of the best uh, Turtles soundtracks. Oh, definitely. This soundtrack was by uh, Kazuhiko Uehara and Harumi Ueko. Um, every song on here is classic. I mean, it's... There aren't many soundtracks where there's really no dead space, but this is one of them. Uh, my favorite song has to be Sewer Surfing. It's just the most energetic, fun song in the entire soundtrack. So we're going to play Sewer Surfing for you now, and then come back and talk about the song and introduce the remix. Alright, uh, again, that is Sewer Surfing from Turtles in Time, composed by uh, Kazuhiko Uehara and Harumi Ueko. Such uh, a good song. It is. I mean, I, when I think of Turtles, I know that the franchise has sort of morphed a lot. Uh, there was a new movie we're not going to talk about, but nope. uh, I think of the classic, the classic cartoon with that theme, and this sounds like a great companion to that cartoon theme. Right, exactly. They... All of the, the Turtles soundtracks, both on the NES and the, the 16-bit systems, have um, they always seem to do a good job of, of incorporating the theme in little spots and um, including uh, sounds that just sound like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, sounds. You know, I think I agree that the early ones did that to an extent, but uh, the Super Nintendo sound chip opened up these channels that sound... Like, just the sound of the synth is so 80s. Totally. <laughs> which is everything that I expect from a Turtles game. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. And you have um, a great bass line. The, 
What gets me is the percussion. There are these weird hits and accents all throughout that create such a fun rhythm. I mean, there's never a moment where there's not some kind of energy. Totally. Yeah, the song is so energetic, um, It's and it's obviously inspired a lot of good remixes, uh, including the one you're going to play. Before we get to the one you're going to play and close out the show, I do want to point out there are a few really good remixes of this on OC Remix. Um, two that I can think of by Zircon. Uh, so if you can't get enough of Sewer Surfing, go check those out um, on OC Remix. Yeah, I went through a lot of remixes of the song to pick one. Um, some of those remixes are great. There was one, uh, you linked it to me the other day, one of Zircon's projects with 6-2 sounds. Yeah, I think it's called uh, Subterranean Kamikaze. And they do a great job of taking it and making it into this really heavy rock tune. Right. Yeah, and those those two are, are so good. The uh, Two Sounds does a great job with the uh, guitars, and Zircon is really good with the uh, the synths, and so they, they have a great combination on this, on a remix for this. Yeah, Zircon produced that really well. Yeah. Um, I found a lot of them didn't really hit the mark for me, though, the other ones, but... Mm. Um, the one I'm going to play for you is by Daniel Tidwell from his album Versus Video Games 2. Um, I've always been really impressed by the way he covers songs because it's very pure. He just takes a really crisp electric guitar and he just turns it into a rock song. Mm, yeah. And he doesn't embellish it that much. He really keeps it, I think, to what the composers were trying for. Sure. Um, well, great. Um, before we get to that remix, should we uh, do a little end-of-the-show business? Uh, that's right. Um, you can go online, go to podcast.rainwave.cc for our website, uh, find our episodes, send us comments, uh, find us on iTunes. Um, you can email us, podcast at rainwave.cc. Um, we like comments. We like feedback. Yep, yep. Go find us on iTunes. Uh, rate us on iTunes. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, if you like this show, um, we actually repeated this because we got a lot of positive feedback from episode 5, so tell us what you like, tell us what you don't, and we will listen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think next episode we're going to be doing Cave Story, um, which will include uh, some soundtrack songs, some remixes, um, but everything's from the, the Cave Story soundtrack. Yeah, I'm looking forward to really looking at uh, a single soundtrack in depth. Hopefully yeah. you guys will enjoy that, so check back with us for that. Yeah, it's such a good soundtrack. I think it's going to be a great episode. And with that, I'm going to leave you guys with Daniel Tidwell's cover of Sewer Surfin'. Again, this is from Versus Video Games 2. Great album. You should buy it. And All right. we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hope you uh, enjoyed the show. <laughs>